Many of us have fallen into the trap of being singularly focused on two very specific metrics on Instagram, likes and comments. However, there is so much more to engagement than just those two factors. One often overlooked engagement One often overlooked engagement statistic is the number of shares a post gets. In today's episode, I want to talk about why getting your posts shared on Instagram can be one of the easiest and most effective ways to generate organic growth on Instagram. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Creator Club Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Steckley, YouTube creator and creative entrepreneur. The Creator Club Podcast is a workshop-style show dedicated to teaching creators and entrepreneurs the best strategies for social media marketing and content creation. Whether you're into Instagram, creating on YouTube, trying TikTok, or producing podcasts, this show is made for you. And because here at Creator Club, we believe in teaching everything you know, and that community is more important than competition, this club is open to everyone. Come and join us. Just in case you're not convinced yet, let's talk about why shareable content on Instagram is so important. I want to convince you why likes and comments are not the only thing you should care about. You should care about that little number next to the airplane icon when you swipe up on your insights. Okay. So first of all, it provides value to your audience. Shareable content is usually quite savable content as well. And what I mean by that is people like to reference it later. So they might tap that little bookmark icon too. And this is because it's providing information to them. It's something they want to check back on later. Maybe it's tips or advice, education, or maybe it's just encouraging because they want to reference it and feel inspired later on. This is the kind of content that people don't just scroll past. They not only want to look at it, but they might want to reference it again because it provides so much value to them. So that is reason alone, in my opinion, to create shareable content, but not only is it really helpful to your audience and valuable to them, but it also increases your reach organically. People are prompted to share this kind of content to their story. All the time, if you're tapping through your Instagram stories, I'm sure that probably about half of that content is somebody resharing a post from another account. This is amazing advertising for your profile. If people are prompted to share the content that you're making, then they are basically sharing your profile. They're telling their followers, go check out this person's content. It's really great. So when you create shareable content, not only is it providing value to your audience, but it's also allowing your audience to help share your profile and get you in front of new people. And that's the third reason why shareable content is so important. It can expose you to a new audience, AKA the followers of your followers, and therefore potentially grow your audience because people might click on that post they see in their friend's story, and they might end up scrolling through your profile and then hitting the follow button because they want to see more. So that is why... I want to tell you some advice today about how to create this kind of shareable content that is going to get your followers to press the share button, put it on their story, and then potentially grow your audience through that shareable content. Okay. Now that I've got you on board with making content that is not just about gaining likes and comments, but also about getting shared, here are some ideas for shareable content and how you can make them work well for you. The first one is make a quote. This is the most beginner base level place that you can start when it comes to shareable content. We've all seen people share a quote that is particularly inspiring or impactful to them to their Instagram story. So if you have some quotes that you like either from other people or yourself, though, if they are from other people, make sure you attribute them correctly by adding their name to the graphic. 
then you can share those quotes on your feed. But first, make sure that you choose brand colors and fonts that you are going to use consistently. This is really going to help with creating brand recognition and getting people to recognize your quotes. And then after maybe they've seen one or two, they're even more likely to go and check out your profile and follow you. So whatever you can do to make your content really recognizable, that'll draw in your existing audience and it will help your new audience to get used to who you are and what you create. And they'll kind of remember you for that. Also, it has the added bonus of looking cute on your grid. So before you start diving into the shareable content game, make sure that you choose brand colors and fonts that you're going to be consistent with. What you can do is actually use Canva, which you probably are familiar with. It's a free graphic design, like online application, and you can use templates there. They have templates that are designed specifically for Instagram feed posts and carousel posts. So this is a really good place to start if you're not really sure about graphic design and you're new to this, you can also, you know, choose existing brand color schemes and fonts on Canva as well. And that will get you started. I believe if you have a paid Canva account, you can save your own templates and reuse them as well. So just make sure you're going to be consistent so that your quotes start to look recognizable to people. Okay. So that's one kind of shareable content you can make. The second one I want to share with you is infographics. So infographics perform really well on Instagram. In general, people love to see some kind of idea or data or statistic or information portrayed in a visual way. It's very eye-catching and it's the kind of thing that you want to dive into and absorb. When it comes to just an image of something that's pretty or, you know, a selfie of somebody you recognize or whatever, yeah, that's fun. You scroll along, you see it, you're like, oh yeah, she looks great today. Double tap, keep on moving. But if you come across a graph, or some kind of infographic, that's the kind of thing that makes you stop scrolling and start spending time on that post because you want to see what kind of information you can draw from it. So not only does that get people more likely to engage, but then they're also likely to share it because, you know, it's interesting to look at. They want to share it with their followers. So think about how you can teach something or spread information about something important to you that's related to your niche with a graphic. Now, it doesn't just have to be a pie chart or a bar graph or whatever. Think about how how you could show maybe a list of ingredients or supplies or your favorite products, or maybe even something totally abstract, like qualities that you need to do X. There are so many different ways that you can interpret this infographic style post. So let me give you a few examples of things that I've seen or that I've made for clients and myself that will hopefully get the wheels turning for you so that you can think about the kind of quote unquote infographics that you can make for your own profile. So For one client I was working with whose account is all about zero waste alternatives for, you know, different lifestyle things, we made some hand-drawn doodle graphics for them that showed different things like the supplies you need to take care of a succulent in a zero waste way or the best products for a zero waste bathroom. So these are almost like flat lay style posts, but instead of it actually being a flat lay photograph, it was like a hand-drawn doodle that we made in Photoshop and in Procreate that was this really cute sort of hand-done homemade style um, that fit their aesthetic, but it also provided information 
because for somebody who's interested in zero waste alternatives for, let's say, their skincare routine, they would be interested in stopping their scroll and taking a look at what the products are that are listed in that little like visual list, basically. So that was a really cool example that was a lot of fun to make and also very effective at generating engagement on their page. So for my own page, if you go to my own Instagram and scroll back a little bit, you'll see that I made a similar doodle for myself in my own style that is like a work from home or like creative entrepreneur starter kit. This doodle included a latte, a laptop, a camera, a notebook, etc. It's not exactly informational because it's not like this is a list of supplies of things that you need to do X. It's just kind of cute and relatable and shareable. So if somebody else is a creative entrepreneur and they have similar things sitting on their desk, they might also share it to their story and say, yeah, this is what my average date looks like. So it's cute. It fits my brand. It fits my aesthetic and it's shareable because it might be relatable to people. So this is another example of what I would call an infographic because maybe it's not exactly portraying information in the traditional sense, but it is the kind of thing that people stop scrolling, they look at, they kind of dive in and analyze the image and see what's there um, for them to see and potentially share. So another example would be, let's say you're a food-based account and you want to share a recipe. You could make a graphic that says like the perfect vegan curry at the top or something. And then you could have a collage of images, whether they're actual like photos that you've cut out or doodles that show the necessary ingredients for that recipe. It's informational and it's cute. And it's definitely something that people would want to share or save for later because it's very visual and it's also helpful um, for them cooking that recipe if they want to. So those are all different ways that you can implement this infographic strategy. It doesn't have to necessarily be visualized data. It can be any kind of content that is encouraging, entertaining, or you know, educational that's displayed in an informational way. But the idea here is that it's not just a basic photograph or stock image or picture of a person. It's something that people have to stop and look at a little bit to understand what's there. And that makes them more likely to engage and share it. Okay. So we've got quotes and infographics. The third kind of shareable content that you can make for Instagram is a carousel post with a numbered list. So if you want to dive deep into a topic that you know a lot about, you can share a numbered list in several posts in a carousel. You could make a cover image with a title for the beginning so that it clearly communicates what you're going to share about in the following slides. And it's easy for people to share to their stories because it'll prompt people to tap to see the post and then read the rest of the slides. So after your beautifully designed cover image that suits your grid and your brand, you can follow up with some well-designed slides that communicate your points. And it's always helpful to number them or give them each a title and then sort of dive into the detail because that helps people to interpret the information a bit quicker. The point of this is to provide value, information, and make it shareable. This kind of thing is super valuable to your audience and it's also a great way of showing your followers followers what kind of stuff you would be able to teach them. All right, next up is making a visual that somehow represents an identity. Okay, so let me just preface this by saying I get that this one is a little bit more abstract, but I really do think that this point gets at a lot of the sharing that does happen on Instagram because people love to see themselves in other content. People love to communicate information about who they are and what is valuable to them. So if they can do that through an Instagram post, then they will. 
So let's talk about some examples where I've seen this happen online over the past like couple of years and why this is so effective. But basically what it breaks down to is if you can create like an, the Instagram graphic version of a horoscope, you've got a viral hit on your hands because people love to read stuff that's about them. So if it comes across as relatable or like a description of who they are, not only are people going to stop and read that because they like that kind of stuff, but they also are likely to share it to their story because people love to communicate that kind of thing to their friends and their followers and say, this is who I am. So one great example of this is all of the Enneagram accounts that have popped up over the past couple years. So if you're not familiar, the Enneagram is a personality type system. You know, people compare it to like the Myers-Briggs personality test or like horoscopes or whatever, but it really is its own thing. I mean, that's my opinion. I'm, I'm a biased person who's into the Enneagram, but I feel like it's unique because you kind of self-determine um, what your type is. It's not like you take a test and it tells you um, if you're doing it right. And it's not like it depends on when you were born or whatever. It's like you analyze who you are. You do some deep self-reflection and that's how you figure out what type you are. If you're curious, I'm a type eight. Anyway, there's nine types and they're all, you know, these different um, sort of archetypes of personalities. Anyway, this has become very popular online over the past couple of years. And I have to admit that I'm one of those people that like kind of got on the bandwagon as it became more popular. Um, one of the biggest accounts that you can check out that like really does this well is called Enneagram and coffee. And they were one of the first accounts that I found when this started blowing up, but now there's all kinds of accounts that do this. And so basically they make like either a carousel post where they have a slide for each type, or they'll go through and make nine posts. And you know what, this works out perfectly for Instagram because then you have a perfect grid of three by three by three that all kind of like are matching and, and look the same. But anyway, that's a tangent. The point is these posts will say, if you're an eight, then you can relate to this list of characteristics or or like, you know, Enneagram eights, like perfect workout routine or, or whatever it looks like. There's all kinds of varying degrees of seriousness with these kinds of posts. But the reason why they're so shareable is because me as an Enneagram eight, I see this thing that says, oh, this is how an eight acts under pressure. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is me. I am reading a post about myself and I want other people to know how much this is like me. So then I press share and I share it to my story because I find it hashtag relatable. People love this stuff because like I said, we love to see things about ourselves. We're all a little bit self-obsessed. So if we see something that we feel like represents us, then we are likely to engage with that and share it. So that is my personal theory behind the success of the Enneagram accounts. And although I'm not really into this like side of things, I'm sure there are horoscope accounts that are just as popular for the same reason, because we love stuff that we feel like represents ourselves. So another good example of this that is being done by like an independent creator is Haley drew this. I encourage you to look her up on Instagram. She does a lot of really cute illustration stuff. And one of the things that she does on a monthly basis is, um, months as people. So she'll be like, if April was a person, she'd dress like this and do these activities. Um, and it's really cute and like fun to look at. And it's one of those things where you have to like stop and sort of like see the different notes she's written and see the different activities that she's portraying through visuals to really, you know, see what the image is about. So it makes you more likely to engage. And then because it's about a different month, people that are born in that month are kind of likely to share it. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, this is June as a person. I was born in June. So here's me. Um, so it's another one of those sort of relatable or like tied to identity type ideas. And so it becomes really, really shareable. So those are two kind of specific examples, but I want to encourage you to think about how it can be applicable in your own niche and how you can, make people feel seen 
I think that's what it really comes down to. And I know that it feels intangible, but how can you create shareable content that makes people feel seen and heard and recognized? Because that's the kind of thing that people are going to share to their story. So just kind of sit with that for a little bit and think about what that can mean to you and your audience and think about how you can represent that in a fun and cute visual way and really make people feel seen and recognized because that I think is the key to highly shareable content. So Another idea I want to share with you, make a which friend are you type meme or honestly any kind of meme that is funny enough for people to share it. So here's what I'll say about this. The reason why I bring up this, the which friend are you style meme is because again, we're leaning into the sense of relatability and feeling seen and feeling recognized because honestly, I think that's easier to do than the funny thing because I really think making funny memes is an art. And if you're the kind of person that has that gift and you can make a funny meme, then go for it because that's going to perform well. But this particular kind of meme, which I'm going to explain in just a second, again, it's about the relatability. And I just think that's a little bit easier to create if you're not exactly a, a meme maestro, so to speak. So Let's take it back for a second. Do you remember those memes from like Facebook in 2009 when everyone would tag like which Disney princess their friend was or whatever, or it'd be like, here's who's going to die with me in the haunted mansion or whatever. Like, I don't know Were you guys on Facebook at this time. People were doing this kind of thing where they would post one of these images and you could like tag yourself or you could tag your friends and it would be like, oh, here are all my friends as like the seven dwarves. Like, oh, I'm sleepy. (laughs) Haha. So funny. Um, that's, you know, this is what we were doing in like 2009. Okay. There wasn't much else to do. So the tagging thing doesn't really exist anymore. Cause like who's on Facebook, but you can make these kind of memes for Instagram where the idea is maybe they share it to their group chat and like everybody talks about who they are, or maybe they tag their friend in the comments being like, Oh, at Emily, this is so you. haha. So that's the kind of meme that I'm talking about. Hopefully we're on the same page we're all here. You get what I'm saying. I hope you're on my wavelength. This is a perfect kind of meme, not only for typical engagement in terms of getting people to comment and tag their friends, but they might also share it not only to their story, but to their group chats or just to their friend privately. So remember that sharing isn't necessarily all about getting it on their stories because word of mouth is also very valuable. And even if they're just sharing it to their group chat with three or four friends, those are three or four friends that might end up following you if they really like your content. So let's talk about like some examples. Maybe you're like a fitness account, right? I know I rely on this niche as an example a lot, but it's an easy one to come up with ideas for, okay? So you create a graphic that shows six different kinds of workouts and explain what they each represent. So it's like, oh, a bar workout is this kind of person. Yoga workout is this kind of person. Um, Hit workout is this kind of person or whatever. And then you can say like, which one are you? Or like tag your friend in the comments below for each of the different kinds of workouts. And again, this is like people feel seen. They're like, oh my gosh, I am totally the yoga one. Or, oh girl, you're just like the hit workout. Like people see themselves and their friends in these kind of archetypes. And then they want to communicate to their friends that that's who they are because it's fun, right? So, okay, here's a basic example that we can all understand just in case I'm not like explaining myself well here. This is a meme that we've likely all seen in some form on Facebook or Instagram over the years. And that is the, which kind of French fry are you? Okay. So I know like explaining memes is the least funny thing ever, but this is a podcast. So I'm going to have to try to do this just by talking. So it's a visual where it's like, which French fry are you? And we got six pictures of the different kind of French fries. Okay. So one is like, 
curly fries. And then underneath, there's like a list of characteristics, right? So it's like, sucks at math, is allergic to everything, forged their entire resume. Okay, that's the curly fry friend. Then next to that, we got the crinkle fries. Okay, and underneath that, it says, loves the sound of the ocean, has fake nails, only eats shitty food. Okay, that's the crinkle fry friend. I think you get what I'm saying, right? So each different thing is just like arbitrarily associated with some kind of personality. But even though it's arbitrary, you're kind of like, yeah, but that is true though. Like you are kind of a curly fry. (laughs) And I think that's where like the humor comes in. So if you can come up with this kind of meme, but like as it relates to your industry or your niche, likely not French fry related unless, you know, you're a French fry truck or something like that, which good for you. Um, But if not, try to come up with what it would mean in your niche. So like something for me, for instance, I could make one that's like, which social network are you? And I could be like, Instagram is this kind of person. LinkedIn is this kind of person. Um, You know, there was kind of a meme like that recently where we all saw like, oh, this is me on Instagram. This is me on Facebook. Um, But that being said, you can come up with one of these like personality type memes, um, whatever niche you're in, just make it so that the subject matter is somewhat related to your niche. And then you can make the personality types like whatever you want. And so, like I was saying before, this kind of post is great because it gets two different kinds of engagements both shares and comments, because people will comment tagging their friends saying, you know, which kind of French fry they are, but they also might share it to their group chat. So like I said, just because you don't see it showing up on stories, it could still be being shared in group chats. And that is still definitely very valuable. So keep in mind with all of these different ideas that I've shared, these do not have to necessarily be the first image in a carousel or the only image that you post like in that Instagram post, if you are worried about keeping your grid on brand, then a really good way you can do that is by creating a carousel post where the first image is maybe a picture of you. If you're a personal brand or whatever kind of images perform well on your feed, make that your first image. So you're getting the likes right away because people double tap when they see that image that they like, then the next image can be one of these memes that will either encourage, you know, comments or shares And then you're hitting both the likes metric and the share metric in one post. Plus you're keeping your content really on brand by making it all look good in the grid, but you still have these highly shareable graphics associated in that carousel. So that is something that you can do if you're a bit concerned about the aesthetics of all this, because I do get, if you start filling up your grid with, um, a lot of shareable stuff, it's not always going to look so cute, but that's not always the most important thing. However, I am a big fan of the carousel post where you bury your shareable graphic somewhere down the line in, you know, the swiping of the images. So that's something you can do. No matter what kind of shareable content you try to make, I really want to encourage you to incorporate this kind of content into your rotation at least once every five posts. So depending on how often you post, maybe this is going to be once a week or every other week, doesn't really matter, but I just want you to think about it in terms of this is a regular part of my content strategy and I don't want to go too long without doing this because honestly, I think that you're leaving a lot of opportunity on the table if you aren't implementing this kind of content into your strategy because not only does it provide real value to your followers, but it also does open you up to that increase in reach and that organic growth. So try it out, add it to your to-do list. Say this week, I'm going to make at least one shareable post, whether I make a quote in Canva or I go all out and make a funny meme, do something that is going to prompt your followers to share it to their stories And I promise you, you are going to see an increase in reach and potentially new followers. Don't stress out. 
if that post doesn't get as many likes, especially if you just post that quote straight to your feed and not burying it in a carousel post, you probably will get less likes if you're used to posting only photos of you. But likes aren't always the most important thing and shares can really help not only your engagement rate, but also that reach and that organic growth of people finding you through your shared content. So I want to challenge you this week, make a shareable post. When you post it, feel free to tag me in the comments, send it to me in a DM because I would love to see it and see what you're working on. And I'm sure that you are going to see some really great results from that. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Creator Club Podcast. If you listen to this entire episode, I want to know who you are. Send me a DM on Instagram at Katie Steckley so we can chat. Do you want to be part of the official Creator Club? You can join my Insider Squad Facebook group by going to katiesteckley.com slash club. I'd love to see you there. Finally, if you're looking for more value-packed content like this, check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash katie. Go to my channel and search Instagram hacks, and I promise you won't be disappointed. If you want to hear more episodes like this and support this show to continue, please leave me a review in iTunes. It really helps me out. And you just might get featured on the next episode as the review of the week. Leave your IG handle in the review so I can give you a shout out. Again, thanks so much for listening. And as always, I hope you are having adventures and following your dreams. And I'll catch you next week, Creator Club.